motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Alright, Talking Power Podcast episode 144 and we're joined with our regular co-host over there, Simon Gonzo Travellini. G'day Nick. And we've got a special co-host joining us for this episode, all the way from the Podfilter Podcast, Adam Ward. Adam, thanks for joining us. G'day guys, how you going? We are going very well, we need to talk to you, Look, how are you physically... How are you? You look, you look okay? <laughs> a lot better than I am mentally, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw you walk in on your own two feet. I so. am back on my own two feet. So probably should premise this with a disclaimer. If uh, I tend to swear a lot, so if you're in the car and you've got the kids in the back seat, uh, turn it off. You're not impressing anyone listening to podcasts. Your kids don't think you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, we probably won't beep anything out. But yeah, I am good. It's funny you should say that. I've actually allocated two evenings to edit this podcast because <laughs> I said Adam's coming on and I think, you know, this one will go to the radio as well. So, Well, you know, speaking of listening to podcasts in the car with the kids in the back, right? I, I listen to pa- past gas. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Don't no, it's not about farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's the opening intro. That's yeah. the opening intro. And they used to bleep them out with the sound of a rattle gun. Boom, oh, yeah. boom. Yep. Yeah. But um, they don't anymore. So Thong Slap is the really great podcast that doesn't exist anymore, which is an Australian podcast that was about uh, street machine and street machine culture. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, they used uh, thong slapping. So they had a pair of thongs slapped together. <laughs> or uh, two, five, three, same thing. <laughs> Did you see pa- Pass Gas came out today? Did you see what today's episode was? No. Did, it was... This was yeah, the, you remember I said I was at work since 3am. <laughs> yeah. It just came out on my way here. It said, is Danica Patrick a better driver than Daniel Ricciardo? Now, how is that, that comparable? <laughs> where did they get that? I haven't started mm. listening to it yet. You, you know, I've watched uh, the last series and I got hooked. I got hooked and watched it, you know, front you to did, back. Yeah, you oh, you were, binged it? I binged yeah. it, yeah. I binged it. You just um, texted me. Yeah. Drive to survive. Oh yeah, yeah. God, look at you binging Netflix, texting, and uh, most of those Formula One drivers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but then how much of that is the editing? Carol Shelby, maybe, maybe, Mm. but what Lewis Hamilton wears to the track (laughs) is not edited. That's legit. You know, there's a podcast dedicated to that. Is it? If there's not, there should be. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) I'm claiming it now. What? No Uh, one else is allowed to. On how much of. Formula One drivers are. No, no, just what <laughs> Lewis Hamilton is wearing. But I've got to say. It's a fashion podcast. It's an automotive fashion automa- podcast. <laughs> there's money in that. I don't think there's anything there's fashionable about that. I've got to say, Carlos Sainz seems like a pretty cool dude, and he won the Grand Prix. Yeah, he won. He mm-hmm. won overnight. Yeah. yeah, did a magnificent job uh, bringing the Ferrari home. Yeah. And um, refused to yield to orders. Not he didn't want he didn't want to he didn't want to back up <laughs> and let Charles run away at the restart. There would have that wouldn't have worked out well for him. Anyway. I don't think that, no, that, was, yeah. that, that wasn't going to work. It would have been words. Yeah. <laughs> so he he said, "I'm not doing that." He goes, "That what you, he said words to the effect of that is absolutely ridiculous." So, so while we're on the subject, the whole controversy with Toto Wolf, and you know. Um, when you watch the whole season, mm. you can understand why that decision was made because every time Verstappen went near 
<laughs> the Mercedes. Like, if he walked past it in the pits earlier on, right, he'd get some sort of penalty. Yeah. Five places back. Yeah, or there was a claim put in here. Ten yeah. seconds in the pits or something, you know. I don't know if it's in He was Netflix. looking at the car. <laughs> I, I don't Michael, know. If it was Michael, he was looking at the car. Michael, I have sent you an email. Please check your emails. <laughs> Toto, I do not check emails during the race. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I, I don't but, think you, you know, need to watch Netflix. I'm really happy that he won the race on last night for us. Um, you can just tell he's a genuine good guy because all the other guys came up and said congratulations to yeah. him. Who's that, Carlos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he comes across as, as a you know a genuine sort mm. of guy. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. Um, even Lewis his... wins, everyone just goes back to the pit. <laughs> <laughs> not, this, not this shit again. Even um, his uh, teammate, um, whose name escapes me at the moment. Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. He seems like a nice guy as well. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more demanding on the radio, a little bit more demanding back towards the team. Yeah, not Carlos. It's like no. he's been there, done that. Yeah, so... <laughs> this well, is easy. He's trying on dirt. <laughs> 150th race for Carlos. Yeah. 150th start. So and did I read his that first win. he's done more kilometres than any other person mm. in F1? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe that. Yeah. But he's so chilled. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the Spanish... You know, if, if they had a... A That's coffee a cup holder in the car, he'd probably <laughs> <laughs> sipping it. Like Dick Trickle in NASCAR with the cigarette <laughs> every time the pace car comes Or uh, Grumpy Jenkins. Yeah, Grumpy yeah. Jenkins. Pro stock, he's yeah. t- taking takes out of his stogie <laughs> <laughs> while he's... <laughs> Yanking on the four speed. Uh, Maybe that's why I crashed because I wasn't having cigarettes in the middle of the race. <laughs> well, speaking of, we haven't said why why you're why I'm here. Why you uh, we asked about your physical well being, yeah. but yeah, we you you recently had a bit of a crash. So I did. Yeah, I, I I've been saying to a lot of people. It's, it takes a lot of skill to crash at under 40 k's per hour, <laughs> to roll a car and back onto its wheels <laughs> under 40 k's. Let, let's just have a quick look at that, actually. While, oh, while we've, we got got we've got footage. footage. I've only seen the aftermath. I haven't <laughs> seen the actual incident. We have uh, well, yeah, it's one of many memes. I think it was about 15 minutes from me crashing until people started making memes. Yeah. <laughs> that long. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for those that can't see, because I know this is an audio podcast, I, I know people need reminding that it's an audio podcast on occasions because you play a lot of you'll, video clips. You'll have a bit of a chuckle a bit later on as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, this was racing at uh, Bomza, which is Beverly Off-Road Motorsports Association out mm-hmm. in Beverly, where yep. I live. Uh, yeah, it was three weeks ago now. Well, it was three weeks and a day ago now. Uh, came around a, a fairly standard corner, although the camber is a little bit weird on that corner. You can't quite see from the footage, but it actually goes uphill as goes it comes off camber. around. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's off camber and uphill. And that kind of just gave Corkscrew. it the momentum. <laughs> yeah, it gave it the momentum, and the wheel dug in, and she rolled uh, right the way over her and teetered for a little bit, and then just back onto its wheels. Yeah, uh, that See, was obviously the ballast. If you had it clutched it and got it <laughs> spinning, wouldn't it happen? 
<laughs> on a front wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I reckon it must have been the pizza disc. It's got an aero disc on the on just one wheel. Oh, it's, it's an actual pizza tray that I just drilled the holes out and hooked it on. So uh, it was the first time I've had it on the car and crashed it. So and the worst thing was it was the last race of the day. Yeah. So they they gave me. Uh, the slowest, equal slowest time for the for that last race, and I was mid pack for the whole day, even though I was the only person that crashed. So I got happy with that. Just team not last. That's the yeah. That's the logo. So so the development on the car has mm. obviously progressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So by the time I got home, I ordered a sliding hammer so I can start <laughs> belting all the dashes out of it. And funnily enough, I got home. Uh, Packed everything away, got in the, got my uh, race suit off and got in the shower and looked down and got, oh, that's not quite right. Looking at my knee. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, I was looking at my knee. Nick was looking at me weird then. I was just realised what I'd said. Uh, yeah, uh, my knee had swollen up quite a bit. So uh, the missus took us around to Beverly Host- Hospital and shout out to the nurses at Beverly Hospital. They were really cool. Really good. Uh, I think everyone was sick of me showing them the videos of the crowd. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm an idiot. I hurt myself. I did we're doing something really cool. Check this out. Check this out. Look at this. <laughs> and then pulling up the telemetry because I uh, used Track Addict on my phone in the car, so I knew. Oh, how many Gs? Uh, it was five and a half G. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, considering it was under 40 Ks an hour. So you're ready to drive top fuel. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, I drove SSAA for a bit, so... Um, yeah, uh, just crazy, crazy stuff. And then, yeah, uh, Beverly said it was a bit more serious, so I needed to come down to Midland. I went down to Midland. They said, bugger off, we're full. I ended up at RPH oh. just before midnight. Oh, wow. And Holy smoke. RPH is you know, still struggling with the COVID and everything else, so uh, they've got a temporary triage set up in the car park. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I had to... Hobble my way through that and then into the actual hospital, got a load of x-rays and scans so, and all the rest of it. So why did Midland turn you away? They were full. They, they couldn't get me on the, any of the scanning equipment. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not crazy. Cool. How many mm. billion dollar surplus, McGowan? Mm. How many billion? <laughs> I don't know. How many new hospitals? The the funny thing was, is they have an x-ray machine at Beverly, but they don't have anyone that knows how to use it or is trained how to use it. Or or that wants to work. An hour and a half down to Midland, (laughs) another half an hour to RPH, and then an hour and a half home again, and could have all been done in Beverly if someone knew how to use the machine. The person that used to operate that machine now works in the mines. Yeah. (laughs) Drives a dump truck. (laughs) (laughs) Just a scanner on a conveyor, isn't it? It's well, it's sad, but probably true. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the crash. So, so yeah, that's the crash. Uh, if you want to see the footage, it's all on my Instagram, which is festy underscore af. Um, mm. Obviously, it's a radio, so we won't explain what the af. I thought you were going to say festy underwear. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Uh, I did have to buy another pair of race underwear. After <laughs> there was a couple of. Uh, Race nuggets in there. I, I like your social media presence. Mm. I know you did an aftermath video. Let's have a quick look at that one uh, as well. Right, yeah, there's a few. Uh, uh, <laughs> got the sad music. Right? 
So you're walking around the car with this yep. the sad so music happening in your... This is my first time really looking at it after the crash. Um, my wife wouldn't let me touch it until I was 100% again. Uh, so I've walked around. I've, uh, There's a piece of disc. <laughs> uh, turning all the isolators back to on and seeing if it'll uh, crank over. Yeah. It's come a long way. It has, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's and it's gone all that way back again now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the centre console lying on the floor. It uh, ejected itself when I uh, crashed. Um, there's actually a really big dent in the driver's side door on the inside. I didn't treat to what that was until a bit later, realising that was my knee yeah. that put the giant dent in it. Uh, this is it trying to... No, say it isn't so. <laughs> no. Come on, baby. Here we go. There it is. There's three of them. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there it is. is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And you'll oh. be happy to know the Gatling gun exhaust still spins. <laughs> And, and is there happy music now? <laughs> no, there's a load of smoke coming out the uh, shifter. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was getting it off the truck. Start again. Yeah, so I uh, got it to start, got it to run, backed it off the trailer, and it didn't really want to move. When I got it off the trailer and got out and had a look, the uh, rear left-hand wheel had locked up. Oh, okay. So the, is the disc bent? Ah, uh, it's drum on the back. It's drum, uh, yeah. Yeah, not quite sure. It might have just been because it's been sitting outside for three weeks that it's got a bit rusty, but <laughs> uh, by the time I got it to the shed, it freed itself up. Oh, so. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say bent stub axle, but no. Nah. No, it could have even just been the handbrake because when I put it up on the trailer after the accident, I wasn't in the best of moods and reefed on the handbrake a little too hard. I think, so. <laughs> Yeah, he called it a lot of uh, inappropriate <coughs> names for the radio. He was green at the time <laughs> and about three times his size. <laughs> Which is impressive for me. Anyway, look, I mean, it's, we're, we're glad you're okay and everything. Mm. You're, you're back to normal. Tell us a bit about the pod filter podcast as well while, while yeah, you're Yeah, it's well. still How's in that? hiatus. Uh, yeah, gone through a couple of different hosts and it hasn't quite worked out. So, no. yeah, if you want to host a the second best automated <laughs> podcast in WA. <laughs> let me know. Uh, yeah, so Simon, the original host, obviously quite busy these days with his yep. everything that he's doing. Uh, Dan, uh, you know, there's a reason why we live on opposite sides of the country. <laughs> oh, okay, right. <laughs> uh, but no, it'll come back at some stage. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to try and get Simon to test drive the Camry because he did the, uh, the test drive on the um, WTF one. Right. Just so, you know, we can compare apples to apples. Yeah, maybe you should talk to Ross Reviews. He's still doing car reviews. You guys know Ross but, Reviews? But he didn't do the WTF Camry. Uh, no. No, he didn't. Yeah, we need that. someone that's like, in, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, I've driven this one. Yeah. I know what it's about. I, I you know. Well, I'm sure now that the Camry's gone viral, I mean, I had, <laughs> I've seen it about seven different times in my feed today, 
and thinking, I know that car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Well, we haven't posted anything about it. No, no, I did. I did after Mick did, and I said, well, I'm going to go with it. So I posted it. <laughs> as well. well. Someone uh, sent it to me, and I said, funnily enough, I'm, I'm talking to the guy that <laughs> <laughs> the guys from that car later on tonight. So uh, anyway, so look. Yep, so Podfields is still going yeah, well. Yeah, Podfields is in it's still hiatus there. at people, the moment. People can go listen to it anyway. It's still, it's still available. Yeah, it's all still there. There's yeah, 30 episodes or yep. something like that. So, yep. yeah. And Borsma, you're still on the committee well, I'm, still, I, well? I'm not on the committee no. at Bombsma anymore. Um, there was a couple of things that happened there. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's all good. It, like, they, they put me in charge of their social media, and then after COVID, we had too many people turn up at the track. So they... They didn't want it. Oh, it really? Was too popular. You yeah. did your job too well. Yeah, yeah. So we had a load of Instagram people there and a load of um, drones and stuff in the sky. And uh, Motorsports Australia don't like drones being over racetracks. So someone um, they got prefer a little helicopters. Upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> someone got a little upset about it. So <coughs> that kind of put the end of it. But I still race there and. Still know everyone there. I am now on the committee for Brookton Motor Show. Okay. Oh, excellent. Is, uh, it's a whole new crew doing it now, so it's all new hands at it. Uh, it's going to be really good. When's, when's that? That huh? is coming up. I actually oh, wrote yeah. down the dates. Look at oh, this. Okay. Professional. It's uh, <laughs> prepared. 25th of March. 25th of March. Okay. All right. 2023 we'll up in Brookton. Yep. You can't miss it. The, the whole town turns out for it. Um, all the proceeds go to the community centre there. So, mm. uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Is there going to be a burnout comp? Probably not. Uh, so static display only? Static display for this one. Uh, the um, the theme for this time, this one is vintage. So, oh, yeah, yep. hot yeah. Hot rods. I mean, if you've got a single stroke um, gas turbine engine and you can do a burnout on the grass, then maybe we'll let you... <laughs> Steam engine burnouts only. <laughs> I'm saying it now. It has to be steam powered if you can do it. Yeah. But uh, nah, it, it's going to be a really good one. You, know, you know that I'll figure something out. I know. <laughs> I realise who I'm talking to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going to be very family friendly as well. So there's lots and lots of kids' activities. There'll be enough to keep your kids occupied for the whole day so you can come and have a look at the cars. Bouncy castles? Uh, no bouncy castles because I think they're banned in WA at the moment. Oh, wow. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mm. Really? Uh-huh. Have you seen how they tie them down here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had this conversation at a committee meeting. Uh, yeah. But there's going to be loads of Is other it, better this, things It's anyway. the same guy that hasn't built any hospitals with the $5 billion suit. Is that... <laughs> yeah. he, it was him... He Must banned Must the been. fun police are out. Yeah. Again, we're not a political podcast. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> We've just got a lot to say about policies. Um, yeah, but like uh, sheep shearing and uh, petting zoos. and there's, yeah, uh, you're let, You won't let the kids go on the bouncy castle. We're going to give them shears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> they're safety shears they're plastic <laughs> and the sheep the sheep are plastic <laughs> well you've got to catch the sheep first so. uh, and there's a treasure trail so uh, clues and stuff yeah. uh, so they can go around and yeah is it's, he going to be gonna face be. painting I think so yeah alright yeah, cool yeah. <laughs> non-allergic paints and yeah yeah uh, 
you've got to have your <laughs> parents. Paints. Yeah, you've got to have parents' <laughs> permission signed in triplicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, I mean, you live in regional Western Australia. I do now. now. It's, yeah. only, you're, it's, it's only an hour and a half out of town. But what's that like? I mean, regional, I love a regional oh, West. It's fantastic. I, I've been living out there full time for a year now. So mm. obviously we've had the place for about five years and it used to be the weekender. And then, uh, yeah, we moved a few things around so that we could move out there. It was going to be our retirement place, but now it's a day-to-day house. And it's bloody awesome. I mean, that place cost uh, half of what a uh, scungy little apartment in Armadale cost it's an hour and a half out of town but there's no traffic mm. you know, and awesome roads yeah there's a couple of kangaroos here and there but i'm fixing that problem one by one you're relocating them aren't yeah, you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah sending them to a better place <laughs> <Quotation marks. laughs> uh, yeah but it's fantastic beverly the the town was kind of built for us it's got the racetrack, it's got a motocross track, it's got a rifle range. Yeah, not that I shoot all that often, but if I wanted to, there's the rifle range out there. Mm. And then for the wife side of things, there's two art galleries, and you know, for the pair of us, there's two pubs. There's yeah, it's just everything that we could ever want. I, I think the question all our listeners are going to want answered: Does mm. Summit deliver there? Yes, yes, I do. I, I know that actually the. Um, the chairman of the committee for the Brookton show is the postie for Beverly and Brookton. So she brings out all my car parts. There you go. Oh, you don't even have to pick it up from the depot. No, no, no. They come out to, and she drops oh, it off. Wow. In How fact, that I have I, I'm probably <laughs> of depot. given a, a bit too much away here, but when I worked for TL Engineering, I got one of their um, site boxes off the side of a truck yeah. and have that out the front that the postie can put all yeah. my car parts in. And Excellent. she's got a key. And <laughs> you just told. No, she's got a key and I've got a key, so, yeah. It's uh, awesome. No, yeah, that's good. It's all locked up. And my missus doesn't work, so she's there. And she knows where the gun is. So <laughs> if, you, if you really want to come and try to take my car parts, just uh, maybe wear a vest. You've been warned. Yeah. You've been warned. Hey, well, Adam, look, it's great that you, you could join us here tonight and it's great to see you yeah, again. It's you so been a while since on. you've been on, so we thought we'd get you on and it was good good timing. And uh, it's really good to see you well. We spoke literally just about the Camry then. So tell us, Simon. I mean, you may as well. You may as well. Still the beans. Uh, yeah. Are you able to say? Oh, you look. Give me the look. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because I've been up since three a.m. Yeah. No, I was saying if you don't say anything, someone else is going to get all your. Uh, so tell all us your exclusivity. Exclusive. There's nothing exclusive about it. So uh, Mick who was formerly known as Overboost, is now mm. tuned by Mick. He was at Spool um, in Myree, next door to A1 High Performance, and they had an opening. So I uh, jumped in the Camry, drove it down. We bolted it to the hubs, and uh, Mick said, what do you reckon, Gone? Should we just send it? <laughs> so, so we did uh, uh, one power run exactly how it was Road tuned, uh, and it went 457 horsepower at the hubs at 20 psi, um, and yeah, we basically just kept winding the boost up. Uh, it ran out of spark because it's still got the wasted spark ignition, mm. um, so three coils, yeah, um, standard Toyota with the six mil leads, and you know the thing is, it would be easy to put a set of LS coils on it and, um, you know, get a better ignition. But 
it looks standard, <laughs> and that's what's really important, you know. Yeah. So could you anyway. put a like six AL box on it and hide that somewhere? No, nah, it's the actual coils themselves and yeah. and the wasted spark deal, right? Um, you know, because you've got to charge it mm. twice as many times. Yeah. So you know, you're limited in what you can do, and they, they were never designed for what we're doing to it. So yeah, the limit was 28 pounds, which we've since backed it down to 26 pounds. Um, I think it made about 550 at 26, and it made 578, mm, I think. 578, and, you know, man. look, we could have put a little bit of timing in and pushed over 600. Does it really matter? I mean, it's a Camry. You know? <laughs> no, but it's also it's a dyno. It's all about the numbers, right? Nah, not you, for me. It's not. I, I, the 457 uh, on the first hit, I was absolutely stoked because – you know, you, you know how we tune that car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a left away. Oh, slow it. Wait, yeah, just uh, a bit more. Um, page up, page up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we did it. And uh, when we, we uh, uh, put this motor in, uh, Mick had a look at it and said, oh, you know, maybe give it another couple of degrees of timing. You, you're being a bit conservative. So I put a little bit of fuel out and put a bit of timing in it. And, you know, that's, that's how it's been. All the test drives that we've been in, yeah. that's how it's been. So... Um, since then I've been working on the launch retard to get it off the start line and I could have kept on perfecting it to the point where you could just hold your foot flat, but I got it to the point where it gets out far enough that you can, you know, feather the throttle from that point. Um, and I've learned how to drive it. So when, when you drive a drag car, the most common reason that, that new drivers crash is because they overdrive the car. So when you've got a big tire on a drag car, you'll feel the back of the car swaying side to side. And Daniel Gregorini, I think it was, that uh, said it the best, you, you need to find the average, right? So it, it's not about correcting it every time it moves because it will go into a tank slap and you'll lose control of the car. So I'm used to finessing a car. So in a funny car, what I found is sometimes in, in you know, the first 300, 400 feet, you might have to muscle it a little bit. But, you know, through the big end, you're making small steering corrections, um, the Camry is not like that. <laughs> the Camry needs a half a turn of steering before it does anything. <laughs> so I'm driving it so more aggressively. So you're doing aggressively. the safety car shuffle back and forth? Or you, uh, nah, I'm getting crossed cross up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I watched the Formula One drivers. They do that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's because uh, they can only go cross once. So they can't go through. <laughs> Maybe I need a forklift handle on there. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think I'm getting the handle of it. I would love to take it down this weekend. But um, uh, wife is flying out and, um, you know, I've got the kids. Because yeah. I, I think that that event would really suit that car. Yeah. Um, I, I'd imagine that there won't be any, you know, mild prep if there's going to be any. And, it, and it'll get carved up with a heap of street cars anyway. Mm, right. yep. so, so what you're saying is you're taking the Scarborough Beach car park. <laughs> <laughs> it's a street sleeper. That's what it's meant for, really. No, Although yeah, that look, doesn't exist anymore anyway. No, it, it's um, I can't do that because of Nick's position in the car club. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's told me already we can't do that. I, I said I can't do that. Ah. Do is, oh, it's up to you. You've got to read the fine print there. Anyway, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what it runs. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to put some new tyres on the front because the, the drag radials that are on it now are 2008. <laughs> so they're, they're a little bit – one's got a plug in it. <laughs> they're all cracked. Uh, and they're down to the um, the indicators, and they, they don't really have any hook. But, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. 
this the record around you know here as far as street driven uh, radial front wheel drive cars. I think the Kiwis have it at a a ten. 20 or 10 30 mm-hmm. it's a cosworth powered um tx3 laser does oh, it yeah, count yeah. if it's a kiwi though because they've got different road rules no no i think that's cool i mean yeah. you know so we we got a target that that we can aim for the dude's really cool that built the car um spoken to him on messenger a few times been really helpful because i was trying to work out what i was doing wrong and i, I spoke to uh steve from Motortech in wollongong mm-hmm. he's got a an amazing little car. It's an N12 Pulsar um, that's gone low 11, like 11.1 or 11.2, wow. right? And he said to me, he goes, you know, like it's going to want deering, a different steering input depending on what gear you're in and how fast you're going. And, and the difference between him driving the Pulsar yeah. and um, someone who's a pretty good race car driver but not a good N12 Pulsar driver. <laughs> um, apparently, the car will go 13s with the other driver, but consistently yeah, right. low 11. So, yeah, it, it, yeah I, I guess you just got a muscle on, but I didn't really have anyone to, you know, talk to about it because even the, the Kiwis, the guy I'm talking to is the guy who built the car. Mm. He's not driving it. I need to talk to the driver. Yeah. Right. And uh, I reached out to some American um, front-wheel drive teams and mm-hmm. I didn't, I kind of didn't really get anything yeah, okay. you know other than do you want to buy parts off me yeah. <laughs> no my car's not a mitsubishi <laughs> well if you ever want to roll it at less than 40 k's an hour i know <laughs> i think it's too wide <laughs> i don't think you'll ever roll it but then again i should never say never never say never no. <laughs> we've got that on record yeah. But anyway, that's the that's what's happening with the Camry. So a lot of people have been asking, and it's great to see that car out and about. Yeah, I um, well, I mean, the whole thing from bumper to bumper, you know, has has had something done to it. You know what I mean? And um, it, it was an amazing journey from start yeah. to finish. And and like on Sunday uh, after I took Jaron for a ride, um, there's some. Dents in the dash and a few other <laughs> fingernails, things, yeah. maybe even some fingernails in it. Um, I felt as though you know what, this is finished. This is this is done now. So we're just going to change the oil and the the trans and the um, engine, uh, and yeah, get ready for. I'd I'd like to pull the trans out one more time just to because um, the last time we had it out. I, I it was too late to get some friction, so I put some second hands in there, and they, they were already pretty beat up when I put it in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's so much on that car that's been modified, yet it looks, it looks so stock. standard, it does, you know. Yeah, it does, and it sounds so quiet, and it just, you know, drives like. Yeah, had a look to see if there's like a Toyota Camry Club. Can you take it to like a Toyota Camry Day? And just not say anything and see how long it takes them to, <laughs> to twig that this is... I, I wouldn't have thought there's a Camry Club. I would, I doubt hey, it. look, if there was a PT Cruiser Club, there's got to be a Camry Club. Well, yeah, I, oh, I reckon I could hang with the Roller Boys with that beast. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. Roller Boys. 
There's got to be a Yaris club, surely with a new one. Yeah, Orion club. Yeah. <laughs> Asterion <laughs> club. Anyway, head to our Facebook page as well if you want to see the Camry there. There's on the rollers there. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get a Patreon page set up and uh, we'll get that happening. Uh, it's also on the uh, Tune by Mick page. Yeah, Tune yes, by, um, yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. You can check it out there. And um, uh, Well, I saw it on Zip Ties. The Facebook page, someone had reposted it there. Oh, right, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> zip tie, not street outlaw zip tie. No, just zip ties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to see the original videos, actually go to the Talk and Power page. The original, original when we when you first built that car back in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, so so there's an engine building one which I don't think you've posted. No. No, um, so they're the ones that I want to put, would mm. like to put on the patron, yeah. pa- or however you say it, <laughs> Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. like the drink, okay. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, um, this whole thing costs us all a lot of money. <laughs> Actually, I was just going to say again, if uh, anyone listening, if you <coughs> see the video on Facebook, tag the Talk of Power Facebook page in there, yeah. because we kind of want to see what the spread is, like where it's got to. Mm. And you can tell everyone if they want to see the original, go to yeah, go here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so for those of you that haven't followed the Camry build, the all the videos of the car racing. Um, what happened was we were supposed to match race Scotty from Street Machine mm. back in two eighteen. Eighteen, sorry, yeah, eighteen. Two eighteen, yeah. and um, there was a bit of a mix up with some parts. The um, courier left them by the door on top of the barbecue (laughs) and signed it, a guy that hadn't worked for me for four years prior to that. (laughs) So so we didn't make it to that event. But over that Christmas, uh, we put it together with a standard engine. That's right. And we raced it with the standard engine and and ultimately it ran a 12.9, which was kind of our goal. Um, But between that engine and this one, I think there's – a bit of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to claim a number then. I was thinking, oh. Yeah, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Driving them's uh, considerably different. <laughs> there's a, I've, been, I've been passenger in both versions and yeah. there's a massive, massive, massive difference. Massive. I can vouch for that. Yeah. it's Well, you went in it when I had yeah. 457 horsepower. Yeah. So I haven't been in the 550 tune. But it's I just so it. weird talking about a Camry in there. <laughs> it just doesn't but make But even sense. when people see it, like, they're going, what, what the <laughs> <laughs> I drove it. I drove the original carnation of it when it was the 12.9, we'll call yeah. it the 12.9 tune-up. And that was like And that, that, was that, that 12.9 was on a 195.50 mm. tyre because yep. that's that's what I had lying around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was just a Wednesday night mm. yep. down the track. Anyway, we've got to move on. Uh, Goodwood Festival Speed. I don't know if you guys – I know, Adam, you caught it. I, don't I know, saw some, some of it. Yeah. I, I got more involved in watching Pikes Peak, but, yeah, I, I saw bits and pieces of it throughout yeah. the day. I don't know if you guys caught the um, – how do you pronounce this thing? McWirt – what is it? The McWirty. Yeah, McMurtry. Sorry, McMurtry. McMurtry, yeah. McMurtry yeah. Let's just have a quick look at this. Wow, that's quick. <laughs> that's insane. That's and that came third. No, it came, this that's, is overall. This is the re- record. Tiny. Oh, this is the record. Yeah. It's like 
<laughs> it's just an exoskeleton of a human, really, and it's tiny. Though you can see he only just—he's so close to the window as well. It's like one of those old um, speedster type. Uh, it's um, like cars. a go kart had a baby with a LMP. <laughs> That's a good way of That's putting exactly it. That's exactly what it looks like. Well, someone's got to describe things. So that is the record of a thirty-eight, sorry, thirty-nine point oh eight seconds by Max Schultz. So that, that before you do another. That is the fastest ever pass. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So previously, two thousand and nineteen <clears throat> was held by the Volkswagen IDR, yeah. uh, driven by Romain Dumas. That yeah. was a thirty-nine point nine, and prior to that was nineteen ninety-nine. Nick Heidenfeld in the McLaren F one. The IDR is, is that. Also the one that won yeah, Pikes did. Peak? Yeah, it wasn't Correct. at Pikes Peak this year, but it, it still holds the record for Pikes Peak. And I heard that they flew that car, they overnighted it, mm. to to um to get to the second event. Is that true? Uh, the the year that it won? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it was very close <laughs> cut getting it from one event that. to the other. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they put it in a plane and flew. And, and is that electric as well? It yeah, is electric, yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. So that is, yeah, if you haven't seen that video, just go to the Goodwood Festival. Now, that's not my favourite video from this year's FOS. So did you see the family huckster, uh, Hoonigan's car? No. It's a um, Subaru GR wagon. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. With all that active aero. You'd love that. So the tops of the wheel arches we are all that. air dams that we lift did. Todd sent individually that to us. lift. Oh no, I didn't watch it. Didn't oh, watch didn't it? you? No, nah, no, nah, because the reason I didn't watch it is because I kind of don't really like that guy much at oh, all. Oh, Travis Pastrana. <laughs> oh no, nah, nah. it's not Ken Block. Ken Block. No, nah, it's well, not Ken Block. Of them, really, Travis. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the thing with Ken, you know, he went back to Subaru. That didn't pan out for him, did it? <laughs> Audi now. Well, he did the Porsche. That didn't mm. pan out for him. No. He stuck so to the Ford deal. He had 10 years yeah. of awesome success. Yeah, was, he did well with the Ford. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't need it, right, because he sold DC. So that's where he made all his money was DC Shoe Company. Yep. yep. So he's just doing what he likes pretty much. It's mm. He has that FU money, you know, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah. But the, going back to the family huckster, the GU wagon <coughs> is just mental. And watching it on the FOS where as it turns the corners, the two side air dams lift to help it hook it around the corner and the rear wing pivots. It's just That's so crazy. mental. So how fast was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was quick, but... Uh, I actually only saw – I didn't get to see the time races because they were the same time as Pikes Peak. Yeah. Uh, but the two days before I watched, there was the only upside of being out of work with a bung knee was getting to watch all the – It's a tricky races. one because they're both such awesome events. Oh, look, I, it, there it is at the top. Um, the Pikes Peak it was the first time – I think it's the first time it's been live broadcasted and the first time I've watched it in its entirety. It was amazing. I honestly don't believe that they used to be... I, I do not recall them being on the same weekend. No, I, I, really I think don't. this is the first time it has it's been like the crazy. same weekend. I always thought it was like... So it goes Goodwood Festival, Speed, yeah. Silverstone, Formula One, and then Pikes. 
so this is going to be the next Gymkhana car. Look at that. When he brakes, all the, all the tops of the wheel arches just lift as air brakes. That's an amazing car. For an old and Subaru who, who wagon. Built it? Uh, the same guys that built the Hoonicorn and uh, the Hoona truck, all that. But, um, very cool car. We, we were talking about this car a few episodes ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just never realised it had all that crazy uh, active you know aero what? on Neither it. Did I? No. I don't know if maybe that's new. I'd love to know how it works because it moves really quick. So I'm not sure if it's like linear actuators. No, it'd be uh, pneumatic, I'd say. Pneumatic or hydraulic. Just uh, the electric weight. The hydraulic doesn't move. Weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, this isn't built for speed. <clears throat> this is built for doing Gymkhana stuff. So, you know, doing donuts and getting through tight spots, that kind of thing. So, there's Gim. Sounds pretty awesome too. Isn't it? It's very uh, Hoonicornish. Like it's you can tell it's the Subaru version of the Hoonicorn Mustang. Kind of. I love the rear levers as well. It's got the plastic rear levers. It's very 1980s. Very 1980s. Just the nose dives so much when he breaks. <laughs> it looks like something out of Transformers. So there was lots of very cool cars. Uh, I also saw a couple of um, Master Medro. Um, was it the M6R? Or 6R4, sorry. The Mesa Metro 6R4 is a very cool car. Really want to build the body kit for my rally car. To make is it is that the, the mid-engine Group Group whatever. B, yeah. yeah. That Group B was the best rally year, I think. Yeah, it was only for two years and then they <coughs> shut it down. But um, a lot of the cars that they were building for it ended up in like the grassroots racing long after uh, Group B was shut. So... A lot of amazing cars came out of that era. The uh, the RS two hundred. Yep. Uh, the MG Metro. Yeah, so that's the MG Metro six R four. That's what I was talking about. The crazy, the Audi Quattro. Uh, so many. The um, Peugeot two hundred five. I think it was which won Pikes Peak. Yep. As well, and Ari Vetten and that record stood for. A long, long time. Well, it never yeah. got beaten. They no, had to because it got paved. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> it got sealed. The right so that, sealed. Yeah. yeah, I think the answer family might have paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, actually, how much money they make at Pikes Peak Like when the race isn't on because it's open like eight months of the year. It's, it's only just a road. But it goes up to a <laughs> hotel at the top. Oh, there's a hotel yeah. there. Yeah. No one told me that. That's, why do you think they built the road? I don't know. Apparently, spot? it's really good donuts at the hotel at the top as well. So, um, oh, yeah, it's nuts. But are they Krispy Kremes? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a non-branded. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just something the engineering that goes in. Hey? Something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you've obviously you seen. Stop saying brand names unless they're giving us money. <laughs> 
<laughs> you've That's obviously the seen the, the, the Ari Vettenham uh, yeah. video. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Dance of the There's, Heavens? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dance of the Heavens. Is that, is yeah. that something it? like that? Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. Climb dance or climb dance. Some, yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. If, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Watch it. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube, awesome. so you can, it's yeah. you can see it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, my favourite, there's two favourite, well, actually three favourite bits. One where the right-hand rear tyre um, is Goes in the into air. the sky, <laughs> yeah, off the corner. Uh, another uh, one where the left-hand front corner of the car touches the mountain to yes. straighten up. So yeah. there was a big crash uh, this year with a, a Honda that did exactly that. He, he clipped the inside of the wall yep. and rolled it over, and luckily it landed on its wheels on the track. But the crash is spectacular. <laughs> the, the the footage of it. So he had uh, a 360 camera mounted to oh, the yeah. rear wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a giant rear wing on them because you know what they're like, the, the time attack style cars. Yeah. And the, the wing hit the wall before the car did, so it snapped the wing off. But because it was a 360 cam, it got the perfect footage of the car going up into the air and rolling over oh, and landing. Wow. And then the, the camera's <laughs> perfectly positioned for when the guy gets out of the car and walks up the hill and sits down and has a bit of a think about what he just done, <laughs> <laughs> which I know all too well. <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, when you see the footage of my crash, when it teetered, I thought it had stopped. So I actually, when you have a look at the in-car camera, I, I went for my seatbelt and just about undid it and then it, and fell that last bit and crashed on the ground. So I was completely – and that's when I did my knee was the very last second when it oh, rolled over shit. because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I thought it stopped already. But, yeah, the the footage from the outside, I get out and walk around in the front of it and just shake my head and sit down <laughs> and wait for the uh, first responders to come out and check and see if we're all right. Oh, Twelve times I had to do the concussion tests, yep. Yeah, where they hold the fingers and make you touch your – Head and knee and all the rest of the body thing, yeah. Just every single time because they kept changing hospitals. Mm. They, yep. they have to do oh, it. Yeah, yes, yes. And then at the track as well. Yep. Like when they first came to me, and then when they took me to the medi tent, and just kept happening. <laughs> Junior footy, they're hot on that as well. Yeah, and the, the I mean, I'm glad that they did it. It's just I wish they could just sign me a pass so I could show it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the the, uh, the last bit in that video is where. He, he drives one handed, puts his yeah yeah, yeah. hand up to block the sun. The sun. <laughs> yeah. So some of the engineering is crazy because it's fourteen thousand feet of elevation yeah. in the track. So the air starts getting really thin at the top. So they do all kinds of weird and wonderful things to compensate. But one of the interviews I was oh I think it was one of the um, commentators of the live feed was saying that the gears actually get longer the further they go up the hill because of the power loss. Yeah. So yeah. when you listen to someone climbing, uh, a really good competitor can uh, tell where they are on the mountain just by how long the gears are. Oh, because wow. there's so many corners and a lot of them look the same. Oh, all you do is you do boost ramp going up the hill. <laughs> and then just, the gears stay the same. You just inject more yeah. NOS as you go, right? You, just you stage more your boost. NOS. Yeah. More boost. More boost. More boost. Yeah. That's it's, a good point, Simon. Yeah, there's but a I, lot of crazy things that you wouldn't expect, like the the pressure in the tires changes mm, as it goes up yeah, the yeah. mountain. And is it fourteen thousand feet? Feet, feet yeah. yeah. It's a long way up. Yeah, mm. yeah. What's so that? everyone has to carry oxygen mm. with them. You don't have to be breathing it, but if you get dizzy or lightheaded, and uh, the fog 
sets in when you're driving as well. You know, it starts getting hard. Well, to did you see the winning lap? It was yeah. in the rain. Like, it wasn't a little bit it, of rain. It, it rained it and fogged and snowed the whole day. Um, the very second car going up it was one of those um, stadium race trucks. Yeah, yeah. And he rolled it and kept going. He, he rolled it over onto its wheels that, and kept going and still finished the race. They were doing that in the supercar series, were they? <laughs> mm. <laughs> they were, actually. So well, I've got to say the... The live broadcast wasn't fantastic. It's the first time they've done it, and um, it's kind of a mobile black zone there. You can't really mm. broadcast anything, so everything's got to be by cable. So the cameras were all like surveillance cameras. They're all static cameras, so you just see a blip as a car goes Someone by. should have rung Elon. <laughs> yes. Move, move him over here, mate. Just right, yeah, that's fine there. That's I think you've got to be in a war zone for him to do that for free. <laughs> Someone anyway. upset the Russians. <laughs> if you really want good internet, upset the Russians. Pikes Peak, Goodwood Festival, Speed, it's all happening. And uh, thanks for that rundown because I didn't actually have Pikes Peak in there. I didn't catch any of it. So thank you, Adam and Simon, yeah, no for filling in there. Did you know, guys know, it is last month, June, was 50 years since the, remember the famous, well, I don't remember it because I wasn't born yet, but the Supercar Soon article where the minister, uh-huh. the article that basically spelt the end of uh, our muscle cars muscle as cars. we knew them. Overnight. In, in a, yeah, overnight. Yeah. It was in the Sun-Herald in June of 1972. Some of the quotes I, I was interested, um, this is Evan, uh, what's his name? Evan Green. That's it. Evan Green, the motoring journalist, wrote the article. He went on to say, Australia's three major car makers are about to produce supercars with top speeds of 160 miles an hour. But New South Wales Transport Minister Milton Morris said yesterday that he was appalled at the bullets on wheels being sold to ordinary motorists. The automotive big three, General Motors, Holden, Ford and Chrysler are building cars for it. Head-on confrontation in Australia's most important motor race, the Hardy Ferrato 500, at Bathurst on October 1. The cars will be available to general public for use on the open road. This was one of my favourite quotes. Family cars have been developed into sporting saloons with the performance of a Ferrari or Lamborghini. So, yeah, basically, I'm hor- the minister went on to say, I'm horrified at the prospect of young, inexperienced drivers getting behind wheels of such machines. Um, <laughs> now they can't even drive manuals. I know, that's, <laughs> hang on, hang they're, on. But they're, they're on east here, can, now. Normally, I'm just shouting at the radio, and no one's listening to me every time. That you pull this bloody generation Y crap. No, no, I'm X. X. He's Y. X Y Z. No, yeah. I'm, I'm X as well, aren't I? I don't know. I'm 75. So what are you? You're not a millennial. Oh, well. Yeah, only You're as not. Old, old as your act, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in preschool. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't like the whole, <coughs> this new generation is nothing but pansies. It's laudable. You're not part of it. I'm pretty close to it. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. I, I'm claiming that I am. You can't see no, how old I am on the you radio. You weren't born after 2000. No. <laughs> <laughs> So but you're trying someone's, to cash in on something someone's got to defend them. Oh. This is where you say because they're too pansy to defend themselves, right? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Well, touche. <laughs> well, I didn't have to say I it. can do both sides. <laughs> uh, uh, Watch me have an argument with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> so the thing is, though, the at 
at the time, 1971, uh, the XY GDHO mm. was the fastest four-door car in the world. Yes. So four-door saloon, yeah. The, the minister. What I find really point. funny is they're really <laughs> upset about these cars going really fast, but the whole race is sponsored by someone that was making asbestos. 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 Yeah. yeah, asbestos. Yeah. 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 Oh, you may have, have known. I, I reckon more people died from asbestos poisoning than I fast think you're cars. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. But do you ever like sit at night time and think, I do, that what what the scene would have looked like in Australia had this article never been written. You don't want to know what I think about when I'm sitting at night time. I do. I know, sometimes that, that, think. That page wasn't the famous page. The page with the Speedo. Clock. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. That was an ad, though, were it? That was an ad for the No, that, that's what he put in. That's what that dude, yeah. uh, Evan Green... But it wasn't the same article. It was a different article. Mm. That was another. That was another. I have that seen was what kicked it off. I've yeah, seen but that. Such, that was but a, I'm pretty sure that was an advertisement you, for the Phase 3. No. Right? no. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> no, no it, it, it was a newspaper article, but it wasn't, it wasn't this article. It was a, mm. different, it was a different That's one. what kicked it off, though. Yeah. That's what kicked it off. Ford about the horsepower output on those cars. Right. In the brochures and that. They were, they were like 300 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure they were. Because wasn't that picture with it clocked an XY? Yes. XY, yes. Yeah, but th- this, this stopped was, this was the in phase 72. four, right? This article came out in 72, June of 72. Well, it's not yeah. 50 years yet. So it was XA. Is yeah. Is it 50 it years? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it is. It yeah, is. That's the whole reason we're talking there you about go. it. XA, the phase four. Yeah, so this, this article came out in June of 72. But uh, that photo was yeah done the year before. Four. But I think yeah the I think Simon's right. I think the that the, was the catalyst for yeah. him to do the research to say that they're making. Crazy and and when you think cars. about it, that was the Hume Highway, I think. Or mm-hmm. well, you'd know yep. better than I would. It was yep the Hume. Yeah, like was that really designed for a hundred and forty mile an hour? They've look, they've straight done. and flat. It's uh, they've done research on this and. Raising the speed limit to, I can't remember what it was, but it was like 150, 160 kilometres an hour, will actually save lives. And there's, there's the, like, one of the magazines, I can't remember if it was Wheels or, or Motor, mm. um, got together all these experts from around the world yeah. and they did this full-on study and fatigue and, you know, this, that and the other. And, yeah, they came to the conclusion that lifting the speed limit will actually save Lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like the lemon law, right? If your car can't do uh, 160 k's, you can't. You don't want it, right? Because <laughs> you can't. So if you've got a ship box that can't do 160 k's, you're going to get rid of it. and You're going to buy something new, and the something new is going to be safer. Oh, on the on if the if the speed limit was, was 160, yeah. uh, you know they they had like. I mean, it's all data correlation. scientific yeah. reasons why. I mean, data correlation <laughs> can be used for anything, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> more people have had, you know, uh, speed limits have been getting slower, but we're, more people are dying from car crashes. Mm. So, therefore, by using that data set and nothing else. Do, it, do you think that speed cameras save lives? Uh, well... It depends on how you save lives. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of strippers that are happy that cops have got extra money to pay them. <laughs> yeah, so they can pay their kids so the kids don't starve. There you go, it's saving okay. lives. Yeah. 
Okay, I don't know oh. where. <laughs> you've answered that question. Thanks, thanks that. for that. You said you weren't Thank drinking you. tonight. <laughs> That's half the oh, problem. I did not see that one coming at all. No, my my argument is that I find mm. it's it's not just me when I'm in the car with other people. Mm. People spend a lot of time looking for the speed camera, yeah, rather than concentrating on the, the car in front. Or hundred percent, you know. Yeah. So I think eliminating the speed cameras altogether. Would probably save more lives than they. Yeah, I think they, at the bare and, minimum and they need to be a bit more tactful on where they put speed cameras. Right, I mean, I'm coming down Greenmount Hill every morning, and there's always one right yep. on the change of the speed limit, and it's on a downhill. Yeah, no one's at ever the speeding semi, there. Where it goes from eighty to seventy. Seventy, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's on a steep decline, and no one's ever really speeding there. And if they are speeding, they're not putting anyone in danger. Mm. Now. What's the road that goes to Geraldton that people right. keep dying on with the caravan? Indian Ocean Road. Indian, Indian Ocean, Ocean Road, road. yeah. Yep. Speed cameras all the way along there. The speed averaging cameras, the whole lot, that's the dangerous part, right? Go yeah, but that, that's they're not dying because they're speeding. Mm. They're dying because they, they run into head-on, head you know. They, they, they overtake when it's not safe. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, plain, but yeah. Which, which, if you raise the speed limit to it's 150, to 160, then... You know, you're less likely to have that. So you should have speed cameras that go the other way. If you're doing more than ten under, they book you along there. So anyone going too slow, that's with a probably caravan. a good idea. Mm. Yeah, it's a you know, I, well, I love a that big road. sign that says no caravans. <laughs> no, it's not the caravans. The caravans go slow enough that you can get around them safely. Don't. No, it's not caravans. It's just people, like it's. Trucks, basically, and I'm not talking about semis. I'm talking about like you know an eight ton uh, rigid rigid truck. Mm. Yeah, that, that sort of truck. Quarry they truck. can't. Yeah, they they just they cannot get to a hundred. Yeah. They're sitting on eighty, ninety, and they're the they're the well, issues. they're speed they're, limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah, they're speed limited. Yep. So maybe they need a dedicated lane for caravans and trucks. Yep. Off the road. Yeah, maybe, else. maybe. Yeah. But I, I, I like billion dollar surplus should be able to <laughs> sort that out. Pay for some of it. The surplus is coming to this podcast quite regularly tonight. <laughs> hey, we need to do a quick shout out. I jumped it before, but the Motorplex is drip releasing their calendar for this year. So October is got the fifteenth of October is a burnout comp. The burnout boss. Twenty second is Motortainment Trifecta at Power Palooza. And the 29th of uh, October is Nitro Max, um, so that'll that'll start the drag racing season off quite nicely. November is the fifth uh, city of Quinana, Westernapolis. Uh, then the week after is the Golden States. Uh, this is November, the 11th and 12th. That will be Top Fuel there as well, and I believe Top Door Slammer as well. Uh, 19th, King of Wings, and then the 26th, the Monster Trucks at the Motorplex. December, we've got the John Day Classic WA Sprint Car Title. 10th is a drag racing. They haven't uh, said what that event is going to be. Boxing Day will be Speed Week. I love Speed Week. And the Sprint Car Muster is the two nights after. That's interesting, actually. They normally have it the night after, so I don't know how the nights fall there, but uh, Speed Week, try and get to that as well. And then they've also released January as well in the what's last couple of days. Speed Week? Speed Week is, is Sprint Cars, okay. basically. And, yeah. and, and what's the uh, uh, city of Kunana, Westernapolis? That's Speedway as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
in January, 2nd of January, USA versus WA Speed Week. Looking forward to that. Then the 7th is Jet Dragsters, Night of Fire. 14th of January is, uh, that's coming soon, an announcement on that one there. I don't know. I haven't got the heads up on that one. Uh, Late Model Nationals, Speed Week Finale. And then the Nitro Slam on the 28th. So, yeah. So, the, anyway, that's interesting. The Motorplex are sort of dripping, dripping. They're just sort of leaking out yeah. the calendar. They're not doing the calendar in one fell swoop. It's also uh, earlier than they normally do, right? They, they yeah. normally, so, maybe that's what it is. That's why they're only dripping because once the centers have got it locked in, they're letting us know. Mm, yeah, possibly. Trying to get the maximum amount of exposure time on there. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. And, uh, March will be also Western Nationals as well. That'll be uh, Group 2, Group 3, and uh, Championship Round as well. Oh, can I throw something else in there? Yes, of course okay. you can. Uh, this Sunday is the first Custom Cars and Coffee, or the Autobahn Custom Cars and Coffee, uh, for in friend of the podcast, Jason. Jason. Yeah, top bloke, Jason. Finally Hello, back. Jason. So this is the 10th year of doing it, the 10th season. When's that? Uh, this is this Sunday. Uh, you guys should take the Camry. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep the bonnet shut. No, it's dead stock. I swear. Oh, open, the <laughs> yeah, open the bonnet. Open the boot. <laughs> open all four doors. Uh, yeah, that, so that's, that's at the Speed Dome? That's at Midland or oh, Midvale Speed Dome. Yep. Uh, the gate opens at 9 o'clock. Uh, finishes up at 11.30. It's drive in, drive out whenever you want kind of thing. Uh, $10 a car, $5 for a motorbike or for a spectator. Mm, yep. It is a good, Jason does a magnificent event. It's and, the uh, only car show that I know of that's diverse, well, mm. really diverse with yep. his stuff. So you've got supercars and exotics, you've got the steel bumpers, you've mm -hmm. got the vintage guys, you've got a bit of everything, you've got a load of JDM and yep. Euro. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool, diverse show. Yeah, no, it's, it is a great show. I did the other one last week as well, Classic Cars and Coffee. Yep. Um, that was quite – that was diverse as well. Yeah, uni yep. at University of Western Australia. Yeah, that was, that was quite good as well. But, yeah, Jason, good friend of the podcast. Hello to Jason. If you do see him, tell him I said hello. I should try and get down there as well, take the X-Dub out for a bit of a spin on Sunday as well. Take the Camry. Take the Camry. He wants me to take the Camry. Take the Camry. I'll take the Camry. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, sad news this week as well. The uh, Shockwave driver, jet jet truck, uh, Chris Darnell's passed away at an air, air show uh, in uh, Michigan. Uh, it was quite, I don't know if you guys caught the news there. That was quite, uh, he was doing well over 300 mile an hour. And uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. It looked like there was some sort of explosion in the rear of the truck and yeah, that was it. I don't know if a tyre let go first and, and caused a massive explosion. And yeah, so... He sadly passed away. Chris Darnell's very well. He was only forty years old, but very well known in the, in the I guess the in that scene where you take the truck around to a lot of the air shows, but also to the drag strips and uh, used to fire up the jet truck. So yeah, very sad to hear of his passing. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow the MPK scene much. Kai Kelly released no his prep is where it's at. It's like the polar opposite of too much prep. <laughs> Real racing's on dirt. Bitchman's just we had to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, did you see Kai Kelly's release? I mean, that's a well, that's got to be at least three fifty four hundred. That car, thousand US US dollars. It's a brand new car, ground up uh, build. It, it mimics his old 
his original shocker. Um, that'd be about yeah, I'd say three fifty to four hundred. Mm, yeah, yeah. But they'd all be making pretty good money. I, I I would assume so as well. I mean, they're doing their their um, schedule is pretty is full on now. I mean, they're they're racing pretty much nine to ten months a year, and uh, that's a Larry Jeffers race car as well. So that that was that hit the ground this week, and congratulations to Kai Kelly. So what happened to Shocker? I think he still has it. I, from from memory, it got wrecked, but I still believe. I don't know if it was able if he was able to rebuild it. He built aftershock yeah. after that, and now he's gone back to what looks like shocker, but it's a new new car, completely new car. So very interesting. Also, this week we saw Motorsports Australia release some new rules and regulations about electric vehicles as well. This is quite interesting. I actually, I only had a quick read of it. It's very, it's, it's. Did you have a very read of technical, it? Technical, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a little bit of it because you know, I've got grand plans of one day converting the Festi to mm-hmm. electric, but it's just too expensive. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's still quite dangerous you know, with the runaway on the batteries and stuff. But mm. um, yeah, kind of funny that we're talking about it being just behind the first uh, Tesla. Store in yeah I know it's literally just that. just there. Yeah. yeah I think it's yeah, a really good place for a podcast studio because if we lose power they can just plug all the cars yeah. in the wall and power back into yep. the grid and we can keep going yep. yeah but um I think that's Albanese's plan for 2050 anyway. back to uh, political <laughs> podcast 144 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah they're, they're, uh, it's great that they're starting to recognise EVs and stuff. Mm. Um, I still don't think there's anything in the drags, is there, for electrical? Well, I, I spoke to Johnny Metric a while ago from Texas Lone Star EV. He, he's he got the best motor controller battery packages, uh, and he's the guy behind the Don Garlitz car. Right. So he actually ran quicker than Don Garlitz years ago, but he never claimed the record, and then he moved it all on to Don Garlitz. And had COVID not have happened... Yeah. I, I was going to fly over there and, you know, give him a hand to get that dragster to go down the track because there's a few things that I didn't even think of that he's come up with. Like on the hit with a, a fuel car or alcohol car, you've gotten a certain amount of downforce from the pipes. Right. And you haven't got you that with the... the no. But you've got the extra weight of the batteries. Well, no, not but his setup. Permanent. Not his yeah. setup, no. Right. Um, oh, he, I guess he doesn't need much batteries. He's only going 13, 40. Uh, the setup that he's got now is a 4,000 shaft horsepower from one motor. Yeah, but for how long? How long will it do that? It's an yeah. AC motor. Yeah. It'll do it till the cows come. No, no. <laughs> how much battery does he have to... Oh, I don't know, but yeah. he's got enough to get it down a quarter. He, he, he never did it. Uh, he's an electronics engineer, mm. and he spent his entire life designing controllers for... Um, uh, vacuum furnaces, yeah, right. So you know they, they use BSDs, a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Speed drives, yeah. Um, so uh, he did it because he felt that the potential of electric was way superior than internal combustion. Mm. And you know he'll have a dirty diesel generator like Tesla does uh, running in the background to charge the battery because he doesn't care about that. He wants to go fast on the drag strip. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I uh, I spoke to him about it, uh, he said, "Forget it. That I've read the rules that they wrote, and it would be impossible to build a car mm. 
that that I'm met all those. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I've never actually researched it. I, I mean, it, it it was it's it's price prohibitive because mm. um, a, a four thousand horsepower package is a hundred grand US. So his argument is, well, how much was your Hemi? Yeah, but the Hemi's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know. But anyway, fair enough. Um, but it's good. Anyway, they're uh, and they're starting to look has, at them and. Yeah, the so, NHRA's yeah. had uh, a lot, and there's a lot of new classes coming. Yeah. But yeah, okay. um, you know they, they've been gearing up for the. They're involved with the Ford and GM programs. Yeah, and um, you know, as you know, both of them are campaigning cars at the moment in NHRA Electric Series. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, I guess we've got to accept that that's the way yeah. we're going to go. Yeah, it'll be here eventually. I'd I'd love to see some more rally cars i've seen some rally cars that are electric that are like um demo demonstrators they're not competitive so it'll only be a matter of time before they have competing yeah electric cars there's a motocross bike hey, that won yep. a championship or something yeah uh in america not yeah, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. Don't There's know. a lot of motocross bikes out there now on the market, but electric, yeah. full electric. Yeah, they're, they're just about in the, everywhere and anywhere now. They're, They'd they're be interesting for a trials bike, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's the weight again, right? A trials bike's got to be really light. Yeah, and having a battery doesn't have to go far though. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got to jump big things. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we just spoke about the NHRA briefly there. Another pro mod uh, parity change this this week. So I think this is actually the first for the year. So I shouldn't make it out like there's been many this this year. This is the first one. So uh, centrifugal superchargers, the RPM limit has been reduced by 500 RPM and down to um, five, uh, 9,500. Uh, screw... Blowers, they come down from six seventy five percent overdrive down to sixty five percent. That's a bit of a hit there. And roots, uh, they've lost twenty five pounds. Sorry, gained twenty. No, they've lost twenty five pounds. Sorry, lost twenty five pounds. So um, I don't know if you were across that, Simon. Did you did you see those? No, no, no. I um, you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, yeah, Pro Mod. And there's uh, only one combo in that list that interests me, and they made it a C rotor rule instead of a D rotor rule. So, you suck in HRA. <laughs> if Pro Mod gets a rough, don't you think Pro Mod gets a rough ride? It still gets the rough end of the stick in the NHRA. Still no TV time. No TV time at all. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's great to watch. Mm hmm. You yeah. know, yeah, um, it is. It is. But, but but so is Nitro Funny Car. So is Top Fuel. Mm. So is Pro Stock. I mean, Eric Anders is, you know, just uh, it's it, she's brought a new dimension to it. Yeah, um, driving it back to the pits, all the craziness. Yeah, I know, yeah. you know, calling the race like a, two days before the race, saying I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be holding the wally and then pulling it off on a whole shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, like. So, you know, there's there's some great stories there. There's a lot of people that feel that um, pro-mod, uh, if you're not a, uh, a tuner builder, um, you know, like Janice or, or one of those guys, um, then you're probably just some rich, fat guy. <laughs> so, Gentleman racer. You know, 
Yeah, gentlemen, right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I understand that, but I mean, your surely your dad's some fat rich guy. Yeah, <laughs> but surely Wait, they can get some. Are we talking about Formula One now, or are we still talking about <laughs> I don't know if they're fat. Mate, that was one thing, watching that, that drive to survive. That poor Russian guy, he copped it. He wait copped wait it. till you see the next one. He's really going to cop it. Oh, look, we get sacked. Yeah, well, they're getting banned. Well, they, yeah, they've they been get banned, banned, yeah. yeah. Nikita Mazepin. So, so, yeah, I didn't think he was that bad. He crashed a few cars in the beginning, but, you know, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, so do you reckon that the world's biggest fertiliser producer was quotation marks, or do you reckon that they're honestly making fertiliser? No, I think they are. No, I they're, think it was a state-owned fertiliser company that yeah, steel, steel yeah, yeah, fertiliser is, you think about fertiliser, it's used across the world in, in what bulk, is, bulk. Why do you think the price yeah, has gone up so much? I don't know. I don't buy fertiliser. I make oh, a lot no, of it. Like it's, I don't. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's gone like exponentially up. Anyway. Anyway, guys, look, we're getting close to the end of this podcast. So, look, we'll just finish off here with... Uh, I saw this fitting uh, words from Liz, actually. Liz posted Oh, we still got the GP results. Oh, GP. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> Don't we, forget. We spoke, or we'll do the GP now then, British GP. Uh, so, Carlos Sainz came in first there. Sergio Perez came in second. It, was, it looked like he was cooked at the start of the race, and for him to pull <laughs> off second was amazing. Lewis Hamilton, third. Uh, Charles Leclerc, fourth. Uh, Fernando Alonso, fifth. Did you guys see? So, did you watch? No, you, I don't think you guys watched the race, but I can't afford I, I didn't to, get the chance. But I yeah. just wanted to comment about how you say fifth with a D. Fifth. Yeah. There was, so we saw the big crash um, at the start of the race. So there was a red flag, and that red flag went for about a good 45 minutes. There were seven protesters that stormed out on the track as the right. cars were making their way back to the back to the pit lane. What were they protesting? I oil. No, we weren't going to. I'm going to cut you out oh. there because we're not going to give them airtime. These guys, we're not going to say what they were protesting for and who they were. He's just been plugging Russia. <laughs> Russia's fine. They the were. They were. Like, they were protesting. All right, I'll leave it in. <laughs> they were protesting against oil, the use of oil and gas. Yeah. So they. So. Interesting that you make mention of this. I know we're running out of time. Oh, you walked what? right into that. That's, but, but, he knew um, exactly what they were protesting. That's why you asked. No, I didn't. I did. I had no idea. Uh, but I'm going to say this, right? I want to know why no one, and when I say no one, with all astrophysicists and NASA and, you know, no one's done a gravitational model of our solar system yet because... If this is right, that the, the CO2 is causing this, right, then why is it getting colder when it's cold? Why is it getting colder when it's cold? Wouldn't it be warmer everywhere? Like, it, you wouldn't have it's warmer in summer and it's colder in winter. It would just be warmer all the time, you I'm know? not qualified to no, ask me a car I, I, question I, 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 seriously right ask me something about rallying or cars why or has no one an done surely right in the 60s we were slingshotting off things to go to the moon mm. right why is there no gravitational model i have researched the shit out of this and i could not find one real-time simulation of the solar system it's so easy to do because you know the weight of all the planets so you know the gravitational pull it's, it's easy to do. I reckon that the orbit of the Earth's changing, but they can't make any money out of that. 
Well, that's happened in the past, right? The polls have swapped. Yeah, now forget that. We, we kind of do this oval uh, orbit mm. around the sun, and that's how you get your, your different so, seasons. Yeah, right? and it's the poles tilting. And, and, and the Earth, because it, it's on an angle as yeah. it goes around the southern hemisphere or the northern hemisphere is. But if you imagine if the, if the path is oval and it's getting narrower, right, you're going to get a hotter summer, and then it's getting longer this way, Right, no, because then everything could be colder, and so the the tilt could be increasing. No, no, so, forget the tilt. Okay, the, so it's getting colder here. Yeah, let me. But draw, it's also me, getting hotter. That's terrible for a podcast, but but it's also so there, getting there, hotter at the this, same time. Yeah, yeah. But look at the this. Northern there's Hemisphere. the sun. There's the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're, we're doing mm-hmm. an orbit like that. If we started doing this, yeah, okay, so right, we're going to be hotter here, and we're going to be colder here. Yeah, but wouldn't both sides of the hemisphere be colder there, and wouldn't both sides of the hemisphere be hotter here? Remember, uh, yeah, no, no, one side's going to be hotter way. here, and then the other side's going to be hotter here. Same with this end and this end, because mm. the 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 thing's sitting on that angle. Now, I you would think. That you know they've had sixty years. Someone would have done this gravitational model, mm. right? I reckon that the reason you can't find it is because that's what's really going on. Because when you got these big planets, you know that that are on the outer reaches and they have this ridiculously long orbit, mm. right, to get around the sun. Well, as we're going past them, they're going to have a gravitational. They have a new, yeah, they have. Yeah. A, they so have this is this is probably us, yeah. like a hundred thousand year cycle, and they know it. Because the, if you look at the numbers, and this is what a lot of the climate deniers or climate sceptics are saying, if you look at the numbers on the CO2, that smaller change cannot have that a dramatic effect. You know, they, they have to keep on referring to it in parts per million because if you look at it in percentage numbers, it's less than 0.1 of a percent. It's like, dude... It's not adding up. And as far as the, the whole carbon zero deal, you know, net zero, blah, 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 Australia's actually uh, beyond net zero already. If you look at how many trees we've got and unmolested land and, and the fact that we produce so much versus our CO2 emissions, we're already, we're negative. We're 100%, right? And we account for 0.9% for the global CO2. So if the politicians actually did want to do something, if the protesters actually did want to do something, what you'd be doing is you'd be saying we need to impose massive tariffs on the polluting countries like China. The tariffs should be 3,000, 10,000% on Chinese-made goods. If they clean up their act and get down to 0.9% like us, then we'll let them trade. You know, because at the end of the day, if you've got a business in Australia, you've got to meet these standards. You've got to meet EPA, yeah. right? You've got to meet the minimum wage. You've got to meet health and safety. So how is it fair for us to have to compete against countries with, with uh, communist-backed businesses that, that uh, run at a loss just to drive us out of business, right? That's, that's the sole purpose. Mm. So we're completely relying on China. And they don't have a minimum wage. They don't have EPA. They don't have any of the, you know, they don't have health and safety. They don't have WorkSafe coming and knocking on the doors and then doing inspections on their, on their cylinders. They don't have any of that stuff to worry about. How is it fair? How can the government have, 
commissions like the Competition Commission and disregard what they're allowing. You you want to know why we have shortages now? You know you want to know why you can't get a crankshaft at the moment or a set of conrods or a build pistons? It's because we don't manufacture stuff here. America's manufacturing less and less because we've shipped it all off, offshore mm. because we didn't want to deal with the EPA. We didn't want to deal with the uh, work safe and we don't want to... Because people wanted things cheaper, right? Yeah, that's it, right? But it's that no-win scenario. People want to be paid more but they also want things cheaper. But if you're imposing those minimum requirements on your own people, mm. how can you then allow goods to come in from countries? Aren't you being hypocritical? Yeah, but if you don't allow those countries, you end up like Cuba where they've got cars that are 50 years old. No, 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 no. no. That's not why Cuba has cars. Cuba has... Cuba, after the revolution, they went to America and asked for help. All right, we'll, we'll be a Western democracy, and America shunned them. So they went to Russia, and Russia said, yeah, no worries, but we're going to park some missiles here. You don't mind if we do that? And Castro was like, no, nah, go for it. And, the, and then it was yeah. like, hang on, they're too close to us, yeah. and, and that's you know what led to all the embargoes on yeah. Cuba. But the rich Americans still got Cuban cigars. Uh, yeah, but Cuba <laughs> hasn't started making their own cars, have they? No, but... If we stopped importing cars overnight, do you think they would... We had a car industry, again? Adam. <laughs> My Camry mm. was built in Australia. By, by someone Australians. that was getting paid $5 an hour. No. No. No, no, no. It's 1999. <laughs> $10.50 an hour. So. 97 yours. Is it? Yeah, 97. Yeah. There you go. No, I'm sorry. I think that uh, allowing imports to come from dirty countries like India and China is counterproductive, and I'll explain why. If you make those goods that expensive, that two things will happen. You can reintroduce manufacturing in Australia, number one. Number two, you can tell them, listen, mate, I'm doing this to help you because now you've got margin to go and clean your act up. And then think about all the, all the like, you're worried about, there's someone in Cottesloe, right, that's worried about Collie, right, that emits, you know, nothing, and it's in the middle of a forest anyway, right? Those trees are probably going to die after they shut the, the um, power plant down, okay? But she's not worried about all those people that are dying from contaminated water in India or China. Or you know, Flint, there's Michigan. hypocrisy there. It's, it's straight-out hypocrisy. What they should do is build the wind farm in Cottesloe. They want it. Let them have it. And, and that's the thing, you know, like all these renewables, how do you get rid of the batteries? What do you do? The latest thing now, the, the, the Swede or whatever was over here, you know, doing whatever backdoor deal with the McGowan government for the wind farms, the two wind farms they want to build, right? And they asked him on the radio, uh, what about the um, turbine blades? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're going to get this, uh, we're dealing with these companies that are making these re, re, uh, renewable uh, bio, you know, they're, yeah, they're all good, don't worry. We, we won't be bearing a carbon fibre that will never break down in uh, 100 million years. No, that won't be happening in Australia. Bullshit. Well, is he Chinese or Swedish? <laughs> Swedish. Swedish what, Chinese. Get a section of it and make a really good wing on the back of a car. It's got a helix in it, though. That's, yeah, that's but, the problem. I've looked at it, Adam. I've looked over, at it. Over the width of a car, it's not that much. <laughs> or maybe just for Speedway, then. Anyway, I'm going to get off my... Uh, high horse. High horse, yeah. <laughs> soapbox. Soapbox, Kicking yes. the soapbox out from underneath him as we speak. <laughs> anyway, John Salemi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to read 
great bit. Put my glasses back on. <laughs> we'll finish with this statement. Uh, Liz Johns, good friend of the podcast, she posted this on social media, and I read it, and I thought this was really fitting. So I'm going to read this out. John Salimi actually wrote this. Well, he didn't write it, but he... He, uh, yeah, plagiarised he, it. He plagiarised it. He said copied from a friend. <laughs> Just a thought, I would write a little bit about drag racing. There might not be a perfect world, but the drag strip comes as close as I have found. In a world obsessed with race, sex and politics, in this place, all that BS gets left at the front gate. No one cares if you are black or white, brown or tan, male or female, old or young. Just you are as fast. Just you are fast. No, just are you fast? Just Nick. are you. Okay. <laughs> just are you fast? Can you run the number, or are you doing it safely? The tra- and, and are you doing it safely? Not all. <laughs> <laughs> the track cuts through all that separates us. Walk around the pits, you will see old men taking parts out of their trailers, out of their trailers. Or off their cars, so some youngster can make the next round. Men rooting for women to win just because they want to see more women in sport. White people crew for black drivers and vice versa. Hispanic young men taking the tyres off their race cars to loan them to the guy they just lost the last round and caught a flat on the return road. The track serves so much more than just a place to drive a hot rod. It cleanses the soul from all the crap that builds up in our daily lives and reminds us that we are all equal. I can say I've met some of the greatest people and those that have come more like family from the drag strip. So for those that have never been, come to the drag strip, come see what for me and my family is our little piece of heaven. Copied from a friend. And, and you know, we've been pushing this barrow mm. for a long time. Yep. What, the uh, politics? No, the, the <laughs> fact that, you know, like you hear all this crap about the equality. How is having two leagues, a male and female league equality, the drag strip, in, and I'm talking it doesn't matter what sport, right? That is the only place that I've seen true equality in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, because every other sport, they won't put men and women against each other because they say that men have got an advantage. Yeah. So well, motorsport, not just drags. Yeah. No, I'm talking sports in general. Yeah. Think no, of a sport where you see... Motorsport is the exception to the rule. Right? Where not are the... So, hang on. Yeah. Where are the Formula One female Rally drivers? Rally racing as females. How many have won championships? One. Yeah. 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 How many women have won drag racing championships? <laughs> How many championships have been won just by one woman? <laughs> well, look, if Eric we go to Eric is driving for five this year. At Bombser, it's usually uh, the under eighteen women that win the race. Yeah, oh, look, there's been a few in in uh, um, the uh, junior sedans. Is that what they call it? A speedway? Yep. Yep. I'm sure there's been at least one or two, but I I, I feel that. Uh, in terms of professional motorsport, where they're a sponsored team, um, where they're paid crew, paid drivers, I don't think that there is another sport. Well, I guess the, the difference is in motorsports, there aren't separate rules for women and men. Not just that. I think that drag racing is the only place that, that a woman can get uh, or, or the most frequented place in terms of women in professional driving jobs, 
over the history of it, there would have been more Group 1 women than in any other, you know, NASCAR, Formula 1, any of the big the, the, the big sports touring cars. Mm. How many women have we had in touring cars? Three? Yeah. I'm Melinda Price, Karen Brewer, and I think there was a third one as well. But It's ridiculous. Was, yeah. It's ridiculous. We could write a list as long as my arm of mm. women that have, have been in professional categories in drag racing. Mm. You know? It's, yeah. It's just sad that the corporates don't see it that way. It's It's just... Because, you know, at the end of the day, all the other sports are segregated. They're not – there's nothing – you know, if you had a football league where it was men and women, then you could say, well, that's equality. But having a separate league for women, you're saying that the women aren't good enough to play with the men. That's what you're saying. Mm. And that's that's exactly the whole thing that is the basis of sexism. Right there. It's right there. Whereas in drag racing, mate, we don't care who's in the other lane. We just want to beat them. Mm. You know, we got Simona De Silvestre as well. How can I forget her? And Renee Gracie. Renee too. Gracie. Yeah. yeah sorry, there's four. Anyway, was she a stripper? No, she has an OnlyFans. Oh, she's, okay. She's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> she's making a hell of a lot more money now. Yeah, I was going to say it pays more. Yeah. <laughs> she has a very nice house in Queensland and another very nice house in America. There you go. All right, well, look, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in, Simon. Adam, thanks for making the trek down to Perth. And I know you've yeah. got a long drive ahead of you. You've got to head, back, right. to, you've got to head back home now. So I know I really have a couple of good that. podcasts I can listen to on the way home. <laughs> so. It's all good. No worries. Well, look, guys, thanks for joining us again. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Cheers. See yeah. you when I'm looking yeah. at you. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.